This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. All right, here it is from Matt Taibbi. Number one, thread. The Twitter Files, Part 6. Twitter, the FBI subsidiary. Number two, the Twitter Files are revealing more every day about how the government collects, analyzes, and flags your social media content. That is true. I just don't know how many people didn't assume that already. Again, it's just like, here's confirmation for what you already knew. And what's the consequence of this? Number three, Twitter's contact with the FBI was constant and pervasive as if it were a subsidiary. Exactly. This is Operation Mockingbird social media. This is what I've been talking about. I don't know the guy's name. I can't remember his name. I heard him on Coast to Coast. He was talking about Facebook. This applies to all social media. He said that Facebook is a self-generating intelligence dossier that intel agencies and all of them can use because of all the valuable data and information that we ourselves end up putting on there. And that's even, this was like, Three, four years ago, I heard this. This is even more true now today. Of course, they are going to try and exercise control or wrangle control from platforms that have everybody on them and giving data and information to them. This is They influence people by taking over these platforms and social media groups that have the most eyeballs and have the most influence over people and connect the most people together and deliver communication, these powerful communication channels. Number four, between January 2020 and November 2022, there were over 150 emails between the FBI and former Twitter trust and safety chief, Yoel Roth. There he is again. So this is what he was admitting to in the Slack message, and I can't remember which one it was, but Twitter files three, I don't know. Number four, between January 2020 and November 2022, there were over 150 emails between the FBI and former Twitter trust and safety chief, Yoel Roth. Number five, they're just controlling him. And, and he uh, seems like somebody who is one of those guys who is a true believer that can easy, easily manipulate. They probably identified him and said, that's the guy we're going to get to do our bidding for him. Number five, some are mundane, like San Francisco agent Elvis Chan wishing Roth a happy new year, along with a reminder to attend our quarterly call next week. Others are requests for information into Twitter users related active investigations, related to active investigations. Wow. Self-generating intelligence dossier. Number six, but a surprisingly high number are requests by the FBI for Twitter to take action on election misinformation, even involving joke tweets from low follower accounts. This is what we've suspected for a long time. Although I didn't suspect it for low follower accounts. I wonder what they mean by low follower accounts. What is that? What's that number? Joke tweets. The FBI literally couldn't take a joke. Number seven, the FBI's social media focused task force known as the FTIF. I'm, stop, ma'am. I'm with the FTIF. Social media focused task force. Created in the wake of the 2016 election. 
swelled to 80 agents and corresponded with Twitter to identify alleged foreign influence in election tampering of all kinds. Something in which they never actually proved that had any sort of impact. I mean, this whole thing was built off of a, a propaganda campaign, psychological operation that's never been proven to the extent that they propagated it. And they created a whole department of FBI agents based on a fabrication so they could then go over there and control speech. Your regular old problem-reaction-solution playing out right there. Not even just a, uh, an, uh, an, an illusionary problem, too. Number eight, federal intelligence and law enforcement reached to Twitter included the Department of Homeland Security, which partnered with security contractors and think tanks to pressure Twitter to moderate content. But the secrets they reveal are, are like, wow, these guys are, are really trying to control the world. And number nine, it's no secret that government analyzes bulk data for all sorts of purposes. Everything from tracking terror suspects to making economic forecast. Number 10, the Twitter files show something new. Agencies like the FBI and the Department of Homeland Security regularly send social media content to Twitter through multiple entry points pre-flagged for moderation. Number 11, what stands out is the sheer quantity of reports from the government. Some are aggregated from public hotlines. And then it has an image attached to that one that says FBI El, El Paso. Election day protocol for the FBI headquarters is to stand up a, a national election command post, which provides centralized location for assessing election-related threats. Status reports and complaints are tracked. Have a tip, send it to tips.fbi.gov, or and then it gives a phone number. And it says, Prote protect your voice, protect your vote, FBI stamp. People give the tips to those hotline, that phone number there, and they aggregate them from that. And then they make a report on it. And anybody could call in. You don't even have to vet those. And you can just compel people to call in and give all kinds of tips. We actually saw the FBI do that with the sedition hunters, the online sleuths who helped them find all of the people who were uh, at January 6th. They were at the Capitol so the FBI could round them up, knock on their door, steal their laptops, intimidate them. They encourage people to just out their friends scour their social media, and that's how you can get a whole bunch of tips like that. They're just in, trying to entrap a bunch of people, man, because they're not going after a real threat. The whole department they created was based on nothing. Number 12, an unanswered question. Do agencies like FBI and DHS do in-house flagging work themselves or farm it out? Maybe a robot does it. And then there's a quote here. You have to prove to me that inside the fucking government, you can do any kind of massive data or AI search, says one former intelligence officer. That was 12A. I guess this is 12B. Well, I don't know if that was 12A or he just didn't put a space between the dot and and. It says, hello, Twitter contacts. And then Taibi comments, the master canine quality of the FBI's relationship to Twitter comes through in this November 2022 email in which, quote, FBI San Francisco is notifying you it wants action on four accounts. And that is what the image starts off as saying. The image says, FBI San Francisco is notifying you of the below accounts, which may potentially constitute violations of Twitter's terms of service for any action or inaction deemed appropriate within Twitter policy. 
And then they list off four Twitter accounts at Jonathan one Wade at from M a at mad and pissed off at malt underscore Thomas best regards, Fred FBI, San Francisco. What a perfect name for an FBI agent out of San Francisco. I'm Fred FBI, San Francisco. He has a clone probably made in the lab. And this was an internal email. Well, not an internal email, but an email from the FBI to, I guess, Yoel, the, the first Yoel. Number 14, Twitter personnel, in that case, went on to look for reasons to suspend all four accounts, including at from MA, whose tweets are almost all jokes in see sample below, including his civic misinformation on November 8th. And there's two images attached. The first one is of an email with a subject line that says election related potential violations. Thanks, Patrick. I've escalated to GET for a first pass. And then the other message within this image says on Thursday, November 10th, actually 2022 at 6.03 PM, Twitter wrote dash FBI folks. The image of the email says election related potential violations. November 10th, 2022, 3.12 p.m. Thanks, Patrick. I've escalated to get for a first pass. And then it says on Thursday, November 10th, 2022. I mean, that's barely a month and a half ago. At 6.03 p.m., Twitter wrote, dash FBI, folks. I've reviewed this already from the TD perspective and suspended three of the accounts for multiple account abuse and ban evasion violations. And then it said, Rodrigo, could you please review at from MA for possible civic misinformation or direct to the appropriate part of Git for their review? We'd really appreciate that, Rodrigo. And the second image from at from MA, the tweet says, I want to remind Republicans to vote tomorrow, Wednesday, November 9th. This is really what they suspended this guy for. This, this is clearly a joke. If you can't tell that this is a joke and based on some guy on Twitter who you don't know and you go, oh, wow, I thought it was Tuesday the 8th. Thank goodness this stranger that I've never met reminded me I'm going to wait till tomorrow to vote. Then it might be a good thing that you didn't vote because you're not very bright. Number 15, just to show that the FBI can be hyper intrusive in both directions, they also asked Twitter to review a blue leaning account for a different joke, except here it was even more obvious that at Claire Foster PhD, who kids a lot, was kidding. And here's the Twitter email image. It says, hello, Twitter contacts. It's a very impersonal way to address people who I guess they see them as dogs, like Taibi, you know, said. But if they saw them as dogs, they would respect them and treat them kindly. So they see them as bots, it almost appears like. Hello, Twitter contacts. FBI San Francisco is notifying you of the below account activities, which may potentially constitute violations of Twitter's terms of service for any action or inaction deemed appropriate with Twitter policy. Thank you, Catherine. Twitter post by user at Byron underscore Wade, display name, cat all caps, ultra MAGA, stating the following, quote, Americans, vote today. Democrats, you vote on Wednesday, the 9th, end quote. 
The tweet was posted on the 8th of November, 2022 at 2 p.m. at 2.10 a.m., excuse me, CST. I guess it would be 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then the second point heading here, Twitter account at Claire Foster PhD claimed in her post that she is a ballet counter in her state. I just said ballet counter. And here I was talking about people who didn't realize that that was a joke, not being very bright. Well, I go around counting ballets and that take that's time consuming because there's usually only one of them in one place at a time. So I got to drive all over the, the country to find ballets to count. I'll reread that. Twitter account at Claire Foster PhD claimed in her post that she is a ballot counter in her state. And an additional post states for every negative comment on this post, I'm adding another vote for the Democrats, end quote. And, quote, if you're not wearing a mask, comma, I'm not counting your vote, end quote. (laughs) And then it said, private sector engagement squad, FBI San Francisco. I love how the FBI emails start with the, the entire FBI unit in San Francisco talking about itself in the first person. All right, and here is the image from Dr. Foster, her account. Showing those tweets that the the jokes that she sent out got a little bit of traction there. Actually, she got a lot of traction there. I don't know how big her account is. I guess these are the smaller accounts he's talking about, but sure seems to have a lot of activity to me. Or maybe Matt Taibbi just he what he sees as a small account, I see as an account much bigger than mine. (laughs) That's that's probably the case, seeing as he has 1.6 million followers. All right, moving on. Number 16. Anyone who cannot discern obvious satire from reality has no place making decisions for others or working for the feds. That's in quotes. And this was said by Claire Foster, PhD, when told about the flagging. Number 17. Of the six accounts mentioned in the previous two emails, all but two at Claire Foster, PhD, and at from MA were suspended. Number 17. Or 18. In an internal email from November 5th, 2022. I mean, this is so recent. The FBI's National Election Command Post. I hate these names. The FBI's National Election Command Post, which compiles and sends on complaints, sent the FBI field office a long list of accounts that, quote, may warrant additional action. Yo, well, we have a human-sized furry suit if you'd like to dress up in that and have one of our agents walk you around the Bay Area. Okay, this is that email, and it is a very long list. The subject line says, Request for coordination with Twitter, as though this were a request. This is not a request. A-S-A-C Chan, the the National Election Command Post, NECP. The NECP is requesting assistance from San Francisco regarding coordination with Twitter. Specifically, NECP has been made aware of tweets by certain accounts that may warrant additional action due to the accounts being utilized to spread misinformation about the upcoming election. Specifically, NECP is requesting the following. Coordination between San Francisco and Twitter to determine whether the accounts identified below have violated Twitter's terms of service and may be subject to any actions deemed appropriate by Twitter. We have a few suggestions, though, if you'd like to hear them. (laughs) People are maniacal. Number two, the assurance of Preservation letters regarding the accounts 
identified below in order to preserve subscriber information and content information pending the issuance of legal process. Now it makes sense. We always talked about if they deleted an account from Twitter, then they won't have that data anymore. Clearly they do. Number three, any location information associated with the accounts that Twitter will voluntarily provide to aid the FBI in assigning any follow-up deemed necessary to the appropriate FBI field office. Wow. So they all the location information being handed over. Do you think there's there was any resistance to that from Yoel? I kind of doubt it. I list a whole bunch of Twitter accounts. I'm not going to read all those, but there's 25 of them. And then at the end of the message, after listing off the 25, oh, one of them is uh, at Billy Baldwin. It says, please let us know if you need additional information to process this request by replying all to this email. Thanks, Michael. Number 19, Agent Chan passed the list on to his, quote, Twitter folks. Pulling the image up there. Sunday, November 6, 2022, 9 p.m., Elvis Chan, and it says, at FBI.gov wrote, Twitter folks, please see list of Twitter accounts which we believe are violating your terms of service by disseminating false information about the time, place, or manner of the upcoming elections. Let us know if you decide to take any actions against these accounts based on our tipper to you. Let's read that again. Let us know if you decide to take any actions against these accounts based on our tipper to you. Also, let us know if we need to issue a preservation letter as we intend to serve legal processes for these accounts. Thank you for your consideration. It's so funny how they act like they're, they're like giving them a choice when they're clearly not giving them a choice. Regards, Elvis. Elvis M. Chan, Assistant Special Agent in Charge, FBI San Francisco, Cyber Branch. And he's got his work, his cell, his email, and then he's got his pronouns at the bottom. His pronouns should be first, okay? He's a he, him, his. He should know better than that. He should know the pronouns come first. I mean, you're liable to get thrown off the top of a building, dropped by your ankle, putting your pronouns last as though it's the least important information in the whole message. Wow. What a transphobe. Number 20. Twitter then replied with its list of actions taken. <laughs> they, they didn't reply with the, that they would consider it. They just went ahead and did it. And then Taibi says, note mercy shown to actor Billy Baldwin. Oh, wow. So they, so they, they, there's 25 accounts that this guy or however many tells them to get rid of. And they immediately get rid of all of them but one, as though they're like, you know what? We decided we would grant you that, but we had to take a stand at Billy Baldwin. And the attached email says, from Patrick Conlon, Tuesday, November 8th, 2022 at 9.41 a.m. When did Musk buy? So he officially got it on October 28th, right before these emails were sent. So I... I <laughs> I guess he was letting them do this. I know people were speculating about that early on, that he didn't fire some people at the beginning because he wanted to see their communications. So the FBI was just acting, uh, you know, business as normal, even after Musk was there. Musk, I don't trust him all the way here. And honestly, as much as I love what's going on with some of the stuff on Twitter, Musk is just too on the nose with some of the, I sound like you guys now type comments, you know? 
Like the, the one that really threw up a red flag for me, which, although very funny, was my pronouns are Fauci or prosecuting Fauci. That to me is when, for me, it's when he went from, I'm doing things that you guys really like to now I'm pandering with like statements that you guys love. And I just, I think that that's just, I think he's hitting two on the nose on it. Here is the attached email. This is from Elvis again with Yoel copied and a whole bunch of other FBI agents with uh, FBI.gov accounts, names blacked out. Says, hi, Elvis. Thank you for your patience as our team assessed the accounts that you flagged. We've completed our review and taken the following actions on some of the accounts. Permanently suspended for policy violation, policy violations, and then in parentheses, ban evasion, platform manipulation, excessive misinformation strikes, and then they list the accounts that they suspended there. And then the next category, temporarily, temporarily suspended for spam behaviors, David at David Cloy. And then the third category of suspensions, had tweets bounced for civic misinformation, policy violations, bam, 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 got rid of them. And finally, he closes out the message after getting rid of everybody except Billy Baldwin by saying, in regards to your question about a preservation letter, it is a good way to ensure that the date hasn't been purged from our systems before a legal process is filed and processed. Externally, the contact for submitting those is the same. Number 21. Many of the above accounts were satirical in, nat in nature, nearly all, with the exception of Baldwin and RSBN Network, uh, said a uh, news channel. They, they were all relatively low engagement, and some were suspended, most with a generic thanks Twitter letter. Oh, so that's how they suspended them. They sent them a, a, a thanks Twitter letter to get... You get a letter when you get suspended? I don't know that. And the image is attached. So the image attached just has uh, all the accounts that got suspended on it. Oh, now we see why Billy Baldwin maybe didn't get his account kicked off like all the other ones. As you see what he tweeted right there on November 1st? Somebody must have put like a bug in Billy Baldwin's ear because Billy Baldwin on no November 1st tweeted, and he's the only one of these people, the 24 or so, that didn't get suspended after that request. He tweeted, if the Supreme Court releases Trump's tax returns, dot, 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 Trump goes to prison, full stop. And then on October 31st, he tweeted, yes or no, period. Do you think Elon Musk is using Twitter to help deliver the midterm elections to the Republicans? I mean, that's like, they, they want, if he's going to be saying stuff like that, then they'll let him stick around for a little while. And the second image says, oh, this is the message they sent to people who got suspended. Hello, we're writing to let you know that we have reviewed your appeal and your account features will remain locked or limited for the allotted time or pending completion of the assigned task due to violations of Twitter rules. Attempted voter suppression, including attempted voter intimidation or providing false information about voting or registering to vote or any unlawful activity is prohibited under our rules. You can review these guidelines at twitter.com slash rules. Thanks, Twitter. Number 22. At Lexi Tola replied, quote, my thoughts initially include one. Seems like prima facie. A 1A violation. First Amendment violation. Number two, holy cow, 
me an account with the reach of an Amoeba 3, that person has just 1,482 followers and they suspended that person. And number 23, I can't believe the FBI is policing jokes on Twitter. That's crazy, said at Tiberius444. Now, how many people does that guy follow? Just 1,400 there too. All right, number 24, in a letter to former Deputy General Counsel and former top FBI lawyer Jim Baker on September 16th, 2022, legal executive Cecilia Cardell, Cardia, back to these names I can't pronounce, outlines results from her soon-to-be weekly meeting with the DHS, DOJ, FBI, and the Office of Director of National Intelligence. And here is what the image attached Subject line, elections work Wednesday, September 16th. Please see, a below, please see below for a summary of elections-related work I completed today. Oh, given, wow, just given her accomplishments for the day. She got a lot done that day. Number one, government industry sync. I participated in our monthly, soon-to-be weekly 90-minute meeting with the FBI, the DOJ, the DHS, and the ODNI, and industry peers on election threats. A few items to note. This was like a month and a half ago. So the FBI was talking about how like Republicans and people who can corn and stuff and other white nationalists and domestic terror threats when they're having these meetings. A few items to note. Foreign adversaries are amplifying themes being advanced by domestic actors to undermine the legitimacy of the election. That This is the stupidest argument. They just take things that are actually problems. And when people point out that the problems that do exist that people see are there, they say, that is a Russian propaganda talking point and you're spreading. No, it's not. It's an observation. Okay? It's, you can't just say that true, verifiable things, it's all Russian disinformation. It, it, it came from Russia, so therefore, it's propaganda and illegitimate. That, that's, I mean, this is, this is the same strategy they did with the uh, Hunter Biden. They did everything they do that with. And then the sentence goes on to say, USG specifically referenced vote by mail. The next point heading says, I explicitly asked if there were any uh, impediments with the ability of the government to share classified information or other relevant information with industry. FBI was adamant that no impediments to information sharing exist. I asked if USG was tracking foreign threats to non-presidential races. Long silence. The government is not tracking foreign interference or threats related to down ballot races. DHS has created a chart of key dates in the election process at the state level. They are confirming information with the states this week and should get us a summary chart of key dates next week. At Policy tweeted about the meeting without legal review. As the only Twitter representative to speak, I raised my disappointment in, my, in the lack of my involvement directly to policy comps. <laughs> it didn't even involve them. In the communications about, that's funny. It was a missed opportunity to document some key points of the meeting from our perspective. They don't care about, they don't give a shit about your perspective, okay? Your perspective is not their concern. You're a tool for them. See, that's, this is how you get people in the know on. They think that they're in on it and they're involved when they don't give a shit. They're just using them. Number two, Project Heron. I met with legal trust and safety and public policy stakeholders to discuss an intervention under consideration regarding labeling election results. I raised concerns about feasibility and I relayed firsthand experience with news media mistakes during a challenging primary season. 
I separately met with Sam and Matt to discuss worst case scenario planning. I will meet with them again tomorrow on the project. Number three, civic integrity labeling. Enforcement of the expanded civic integrity policy begins tomorrow, Thursday, September 17th. I provided feedback on the scenario planning document. The scenario planning document again, like event 201. I provided feedback on a scenario planning document that includes approving the language of the labels. I also reviewed a, and capitalized, they capitalized the word moment. I also reviewed a moment that will link to the vote by mail claims, consulted with outside counsel on the inclusion of one tweet and provided content-related advice to the curation team, with curation being in a capital C there. What do you do? I work for the... uh, Twitter curation team, capital C. These people who look at us like we're lowercase c's, we're capital c's. Number four, account security upgrades on Thursday the 17th. Again, over 20, over 2,300 high-risk politician and journalist accounts will be prompted to upgrade their security settings. See description from yesterday. I reviewed and approved one, the comms plan, and two, the email to external stakeholders. I also told public policy of the 14 accounts that needed additional attention due to missing email addresses. Number five, board update. I worked closely with Matthew on additional edits to the board narrative and the accompanying chart. Number six, escalations. I handled the following escalations. First bullet point, Responded to DHS regarding information they provided on a Facebook operation. We found no analogous activity. Second bullet point. Worked with Angela to try to get this terrible impersonation account spewing 9-11 conspiracy theories impersonating a DCCC staffer whose dad died in 9-11. Pending. Next bullet point. Flagged a specific tweet on Illinois use of modems to transmit election results and potential violation of the civic integrity policy. Except they do use that tech in limited circumstances. Oh, my goodness. They use the tech. She flagged him anyway. Next one. Scheduling meeting with OH Secretary of State Media Director. Then the next one. Working with at Gov to ensure we handle the verification of the OH Speaker of the House. And then followed up on the, the Butte County verification request with Lisa. And then the next one says, solicited solicited additional information from Yoel on product functionality and limitations around retweeting labeled content so we can explain to the DNC. Two more. Next one says, Lincoln Project is not pleased with their video that was not pleased their video was labeled under SAM, S-A-M-M. Bridget is driving that interaction. So so they're going to make things okay for the Lincoln Project because they're buddy-buddy with them. You were supposed to be Republicans. I mean, everybody knew that they weren't, but that was, uh, what's her name? Kellyanne Conway's husband, who still has the same haircut and style that he had when he was a seventh grader. And finally, allow listed at Don Winslow and at Springston. Allow listed. On to number 25, the Twitter executive writes, she explicitly asked if there were any impediments to the sharing of classified information with industry. The answer FBI was adamant no impediments to sharing existed. Oh, wow. Interesting. So they can just pass it all along. Number 26, the passage underscores the unique one big happy family vibe between Twitter and the FBI. With what other, fir- with what other firm would the FBI blithely agree to no impediments to classified information? The FBI is, is okay with you taking classified information as long as they give it to you. 
Number 27. I think there's a few more here. At the bottom of that letter, she lists a series of escalations apparently raised at a meeting which were already handled. 28, about, about one, she writes, flagged a specific tweet on Illinois use of modems to transmit election results and possible violation of civic integrity policy, except they do not, except they do use the tech in limited, that one's extraordinary right there. She flagged them for a violation of something she literally is saying that they didn't violate because they used the tech. Number 29, another internal letter from January 2021 shows Twitter executives processing an FBI list of possible violative content tweets. And the attached image has, is from Unified Escalations Department. God, what do you do? I work for the Unified Escalations Department at Twitter. Things can get a little heated. And then the email says, you have been added as a participant. You can track your ticket here, and then there's a link, and then there's a description. Hi, gets support. Please see these tweets reported by the FBI as possible violations of our policies. Number 30. Here, too, most tweets contained the same get out there and vote Wednesday exclamation point trope and had low engagement. This is why the FBI spends its time on, and then there's an image attached that is of a tweet from somebody named Susan heart united we stand so and and in the tweet it says so cuomo wants to imprison suspected covid carriers force vaccinations without due process things power hungry madmen would do exclamation point and she tweeted at trump and flotus and then the reply says from b8 it says this is our future guys if the dems get full control if you are in georgia you better vote wednesday that was a tweet that had no hearts and no retweets. They they fly they took away a thing and they flagged something that not one person hearted or retweeted. So nobody was nobody was seeing it, yet they were they needed to prevent people from seeing it. 31. In this March 2021 email, an FBI liaison thanks a senior Twitter executive for the chance to speak to, quote, you and the team. You and the team, so the FBI, the FBI is treating them as the team, then delivers a packet of, quote, products. And here's the image of the email on screen. Hi, Stacia. It's me. Blacked out name from the FBI San Francisco office. Wednesday, March 3rd, 2021. Subject DSAC products. Hi, Stacia. It was great speaking with you and the team at Twitter last week. I wanted to flag a few products that were released today and earlier in the week. That may be of assistance to Twitter. Let us know if you have any questions. Kindly, redacted name. And then there's just the reaction. I think that was it. And there's some reaction tweets here from the Hodge twins. They use the Russian interference story to bring in the censorship like they used 9-11 to bring in the Patriot Act. And then there's a picture of somebody putting Bill Clinton in a blue dress. Rita, this is what we've been waiting for. FBI chicanery. This is a lot of FBI chicanery. That's true. But but what is we all feel validated. And honestly, it's a good thing that at least a little bit every time one of these comes out, at least me and I think others are at least a little bit surprised by a few of the things. Because we're not surprised that this stuff was going on, but there's just a few of these. It's like, oh, my gosh, really? Even I wasn't even thinking they were going to do that. I mean, this is just Operation Mockingbird social media edition, Twitter edition. How many of your progressive friends do you think have read any of these? I do this thing now 
to gauge. I do this every time now when I'm around people who are not even just progressives, but Democrats is I ask them, I say, do you know about the Jeffrey Tubin story? And so far, I have done this four times, so not a, not a big sample size. So far, the answer has been no all four times. And then Dinesh D'Souza tweeted in response with the latest FBI, with the latest hashtag Twitter files. It now seems clear that at JJ, that's I see that lady's name. And that's all that's that's why I can never say it right, because all I see is at JJ. It now seems clear that JJ should be arrested. Put the JJ in prison. And Jack and the and at FBI director Christopher Ray, they should also be arrested. He's saying further investigations are needed into at Meta and at YouTube. This is a monumental scandal, a conspiracy to violate our constitutional rights. Lock up the JJ. And on that note, I'm going to wrap up the show. Thank you guys for listening, for watching. Propagandafight.com, patreon.com slash propaganda report. We'll talk to you next time. Now, I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho.